One of them being one thing that I didn't know that changed everything for me. And see, that sounds like such a grandiose thing, but I'm going to give you a really small example. It used to be in my job that I did training and I would have to put together the training packets of all the different information that I compiled. And this took a good bit of time. Not a lot of time, but more time than I wanted to spend compiling, collating, and stapling papers together. I felt that I had other work to do that was more valuable for the time than what I could spend that on. And then one day while I was at the copier making all of my copies, I figured out that the copier would collate them for me. That if I figured out how to push the right buttons and how to lay my papers in the right place, that the printer would collate and stack all of my individual training packets for me. And not only that, it would staple them. This bit of information changed my life. It literally changed my attitude about my job because I now had more time to spend doing effective things, things that I felt were more worthy of my time rather than collating and stapling papers because I found out that a machine could do that for me. And I honestly, before that, did not know that a copier could have those abilities. That was a thing that the knowing of which changed everything for me. And that's a very, very small thing. One example, and I think that this is a good one because it's probably one that has maybe made a difference in your life. I talked to enough people who have not only heard of, but have gained some foundation of knowledge of the five love languages. These being the ways that we subconsciously, unintentionally prefer to give and receive love. And these tend to be the giving of gifts, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. And you've probably heard of these. And I think that the reason that you've probably heard of these is because they ring true. There's something to them when you listen to them. That doesn't mean that they're black and white, 100% should be accepted as is, just like nothing should be. But by having learned about the five love languages, oh, and, and let's not forget the sixth love language, which is the sharing of memes. Having learned about these, I have learned new ways to interact with the people in my life. And not only romantic relationships, but friend relationships, children relationships, coworker relationships. When you understand how the people in your life, how they recognize and acknowledge when love is given to them, you can do a better job of giving them the love that they want. This goes back to what I call back scratch theory, which is making sure that you're scratching the right place and not two inches to the left because you're not bothering to find out where they're actually itching. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Give me one quick sec. Again, thanks. Words, love languages. When it comes to the love languages, when I learned those things and it gave me a new way of interacting with the people around me, it changed my relationships. That was the thing that the knowing of which changed everything for me. 
And I do believe that I have better tools in my relationships now. And I believe that my relationships are better now because I understand the five love, five or six love languages. That doesn't mean that that is the framework upon which I build all of my relationships. It's not. But it's something that made an absolute marked noticeable change for the better when I learned and implemented it. Another one, the law of attraction. That was, and this is a big one. If fixing, figuring out that the printer could help me, law of attraction was a big one. I learned about the law of attraction as a thing from the movie The Secret in the spring of 2011 when I was graduating nursing school and beginning to look for a nursing job. And it was something that I didn't understand, except there were a lot of parts of it that I kind of did understand already. In the book 1984, it says, the best books are those which teach you what you already know. And when I watched the movie The Secret, as much as I didn't understand the law of attraction at that time, so much of what it talked about made sense, and so much of what it talked about rang true inside me, the way that I hope you find when you hear truth. And it's been a process for me for the last 10 and a half years to implement the law of attraction intentionally into my life. The thing is, it was already working. The law of attraction is already, already working. Just like the love languages are already present, whether you know about them or not. That's why when you learn about them, you can recognize them because they're already there. That's why when I learned about the law of attraction, I could recognize it because I had already seen pieces of that. I had already seen parts of that. I had already wondered to myself, can I make good things happen to me just by thinking about good things? And the logical part in my mind said, nah. But there was a part of me that said, oh, maybe. What if? What if? Wouldn't that be great? And even though when I had had that conversation with myself before I learned about the law of attraction, I couldn't yet make myself believe that it was true, honestly, because it was too good to be true. However, after learning about it, after gaining more information, after seeing the evidence of it in my life and putting it into practice intentionally in my life, I have absolutely seen the law of attraction in action every minute of every day in my life. And I've learned a couple tricks of how I can attract the things that I want to attract rather than the things that I don't want to attract. It's literally magical. And learning the law of attraction and learning how to apply it in my life, which I'm still learning, guys, has been something that I didn't know that when I learned it, the knowing of it, the knowing of it made all kinds of difference for me. I wouldn't be sitting here behind this microphone looking at this camera this minute if I had not learned about the law of attraction. Partly because one of the reasons I'm here is because I want to teach you about it. Because I find so much there that's so valuable and so many people whose lives are hurting and suffering and they're hurting and suffering in their lives because they haven't heard about this, haven't understood it, and haven't learned how to apply it in their lives to make their lives better. But I'm telling you, the law of attraction is something that 
if you apply it with intention because it's already being applied. You're already using the law of attraction, whether you know it or not, just like you were using gravity for the first several years of your life before somebody taught you about physics and what gravity is. You were using it. You just didn't know you were. But you can use the law of attraction to benefit your life through intention with a little bit of understanding. And in doing that too, you also understand how you control your life. How you are literally the God in your life because you're the one making decisions. You're the one setting intentions. You're the one carrying these thoughts. You're the one carrying these emotions that bring everything in the world to you. And a lot of people don't want to realize that because that means that you can't blame everybody else for all the stuff in your life you don't like. That means you have to take some accountability and that's a hard thing to do. But when you do that, boy, is it empowering. So there's three examples of things that I didn't know, the knowing of which changed everything for me. Some in very small ways that saved me time and made me appreciate my job better. Some in minute-to-minute small ways that improved my relationships and some in minute-to-minute big ways that have improved my life exponentially. And maybe something that I have to say is one of those things for you. If it wasn't, you probably wouldn't be listening right now. I don't know which thing it is I'm going to say that's going to do that for you, but I'm excited for you to find it. And I'm excited that you're looking. So that takes us to the next step. Once you realize, I don't know everything. What? Really? Because we've all known people who, no matter what, you can't convince them that they don't know everything. When you realize that you don't know everything and there's something that you could know the knowing of which would change everything for you I hope that that inspires you to look for it I hope that that inspires you to release your resistance to things that you don't know especially if those things that you don't know might not agree with things that you think you know And I hope that that will inspire within you a desire to listen. Because the only way you're going to learn that thing is by listening. Even listening to the printer. Instead of kicking the copy machine and getting mad at it, I had to read the instructions that came up on the screen. This should seem so intuitive that I feel like I shouldn't have to say it. However, let me say it anyway. If you are looking for that thing, the knowing of which could change everything for you, you must be willing to hear it when you find it. Because there's many, many of those things, and I know this because I can look back and see it for myself, many of those things, the knowing of which would have changed everything for you, that crossed your path, that spoke to you, verbally or in your heart and you refuted those things because it went against what you think you know and what you think you know is what we believe that's the step what we believe is what we think we know but what we know 
is what our heart and our soul truly know to be true. And if what you think you know matches with what your soul knows, you will feel the truth of that inside you. Sometimes it might feel like a, a blanket that you took just took out of the dryer all wrapped up inside your tummy. And sometimes it might feel like a fresh breath. <sighs> not a big deal, but what it's also not is contracted. Because when what you know, what your soul knows, and what you think you know disagree, you will feel contraction in your gut. If you dare to criticize yourself out loud, you will feel contraction in your gut. If you dare to speak love to yourself out loud, you will feel the truth of that inside you. But it might feel like a contraction because there's, there might be a part of you that thinks you know that you're a bad person, that thinks you know that those negative things you're saying are true. And so when you say those things, your soul knowing that those things aren't true causes disagreement and you will feel contraction within you. So if you say something nice about yourself and you feel contraction, that's because your mind doesn't believe it even though your soul does. And if you say something negative about yourself, you will feel contraction because even if you think that's true, your soul knows it's not. So what you've got to do is learn how to say nice, loving things about yourself that you actually believe, that you actually think are true. And when you do that, acknowledge that instead of that clenching in your stomach, you have release, you have peace, you have the sense of a fresh breath. It doesn't have to be earth-shaking for the Holy Ghost to speak to you. The Holy Ghost never stops speaking to you. It's just a matter of if you check in to listen. The radio is always on. Once in a while, turn up the volume. That's all. And that took me on a big tangent. Where I was going with that is, whether it's a small thing or a big thing, you must be willing to hear the thing that might change everything for you. One huge reason that we don't, that I blocked it in the past, is because we have, and this is kind of what I talked about already, just in how you feel about yourself. We have ideas already. We have already chosen what we believe. And there's three levels of belief. There's hoping something's true, believing something's true, that's when you think you know it, and then knowing something's true. And the believing and knowing the believing is what I call the outer locus of understanding, and the inner is what the knowing is what I call the inner locus of understanding, and that's where the real truth is. So, when we hear things, we already have a lot of beliefs. I was thirty-seven when I really started taking an active look at all of the beliefs that I had built up over my whole life, and the life decisions that I had made based on these beliefs to decide if these were beliefs that I actually wanted to hold or were they just beliefs that I clung to because somebody told me I should. And going through that wasn't easy. In going through that, I heard a lot of things that caused contention in my gut, that caused me to clench up inside. 
And the reason they caused me to clench up inside was because my soul knew the truth of those things. And yet, I didn't believe those things to be. For one thing, I didn't believe it could be that good. I didn't believe it could be that easy. For another thing, they went against what someone else had told me was true. And so I was not able to accept those ideas until I could get past that. As long as I held resistance to those ideas in my believing locus of understanding, the truth that's in my knowing locus of understanding can't speak to me. And when it tries, my gut's going to clench up. So what I'm saying is, in order for you to hear the thing that might change everything for you, you must be willing to hear. They say those that have ears to hear, let him listen. And it occurs to me that the way that I'm telling you to listen, you don't need ears for. But the scripture doesn't say anything in there about the feeling. So let me tell you, those that have feelers to feel, let them feel. Because your feelers are absolutely one of your senses that we don't learn about in our textbooks. You have feelers, and this might be the thing, the knowing of which might change everything for you, that you have another sense that's not acknowledged by everybody else. You have feelers. Listen to your feelers. Your feelers will tell you what's true. Your feelers will tell you if I'm full of crap right now. And who knows? I might be. When you hear something new, and and here's something too, Let's say someone comes up to you and says something outlandish that goes completely against everything that you've ever known to be true. Maybe they come up to you and they say, do you know that you are God? And there's a really good chance that you're going to clench up when you hear that because that goes against what you have learned to be true. But let me tell you something. When something is true, you don't get that clench. When you know both in your inner knowing of understanding and in your outer believing of understanding, when those two agree, you don't get that clench. And one way to find out is if a thing is true is to, just for a minute, accept the idea. What if? And by doing that, you can release the resistance that your believing holds. And when you can, even for a minute, release the resistance that your believing holds, the truth of it can speak from your knowing to your believing. And that's when you get that sense of peace inside you. That's when you get that warm blanket or that brush of air or whatever it is, however it is that that feels inside you. Realize you may have to face some truths that are hard for you to face. Realize that someone might tell you, you have God inside of you, and that might make you clench up. But also listen deeper, because there might be an inner knowing part of you that tells you to listen closer. And sometimes the inner part, of, inner part knowing of you can't convince you right that minute, but it might tell you, there's more there, pay attention. It might tell you, that's really curious listen more 
And if that happens, follow that. Not because I told you to, but because your inner knowing told you to. All I'm asking you to do is listen and put your own thoughts into it to figure out what's going to work for you. Because like always, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm just trying to get you to think for yourself. And like every day, I know that I'm no better than anyone else, but I know no one is better than me. Thanks for listening, guys. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.